Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the ninth day of September in the year of our Lord, 2022. I will be talking today about President Biden's September 1st speech at Independence Hall in Philadelphia, in which he referred to MAGA Republicans as a threat to the Republic, among other things. What does the speech mean? Why deliver it with that red and black background? Tales from the Crypt with two Marines ominously standing visibly behind him. Just about everything that can be said about that speech has been said, but I will endeavor to look at it not only from a what perspective, but also why America caught at least a partial break since the speech competed with opening night of the college football season, so no contest for television viewing. I read the transcript the next morning, as I usually do. I was so intrigued by it, I pulled the video and watched it. Have you ever watched one of Hitler's speeches at those gigantic Nuremberg rallies? You can find them on YouTube. And although you probably don't speak German, you will quickly get the idea and see the comparison. Whoever wrote Biden's speech had undoubtedly watched some of those videos because the mannerisms of the speakers, the hellish backdrop, are so similar it can't be a coincidence. The sinister screaming of the speakers with two fists shaking in front of them are uncanny. So watch both and compare. Both speakers demonize their opponents and say that their opponents are a threat to the country and to democracy itself. I don't mean to compare Biden to Adolf Hitler in practice, only in words and in mannerisms. However, that speech was virtually unprecedented in American history, as much of this administration is. But I can't help but wonder why he would want to imitate Hitler and Mussolini. I can't remember such an attack on a former president and on political opponents as this speech made. Quote, Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. End quote. I point out to you that more than 70 million people voted to re-elect Mr. Trump. So that's a lot of extremism. He then tried to soften the attack a little by adding, quote, not all Republicans are to blame. End quote. But MAGA Republicans will destroy American democracy unless checked. Once again, the my enemies are the enemies of the country and must be destroyed rhetoric is eerily familiar. Now, in case you were fortunate enough to watch football, instead of the speech, let me share a few quotes with you. Quote, MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They are determined to take the country backwards, backwards to a country where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love, end quote. He went on to say they promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence. They are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of the country. Is that you he's talking about, folks? The president's rhetoric, menacing, bitter, angry, threatening, and divisive directed toward half the population was shocking in that a president could and would stoop to the level of labeling tens of millions of us as enemies and a threat to democracy. The phrasing of the speech, the mannerisms, reminded me of many dictator speeches in which the ground was being prepared for persecution of the enemies of democracy. His words were dehumanizing. Most importantly, they were lies charges for which he is far more guilty than his enemies. Perhaps he was right 
in a reverse sort of way when he said, we are in a battle for the soul of the nation. Ben Johnson, writing for the Washington Post, helped us understand that quote. He helped us understand the word soul. Quote, Biden drew on his Catholic background while trying to infuse a crassly partisan speech with higher purpose. End quote. Now quoting from the president's speech, quote, I believe the soul is the breath, the life, the essence of who we are. The soul is what makes us us. The soul of America is defined by the sacred proposition that all are created equal and the image of God, that all are entitled to be treated with decency, dignity, respect, that all deserve justice and a shot and the lives of prosperity and consequences, end quote. Mr. Johnson went on to list five bullet point ways that Biden's speech reveals. He is cursing the soul of America, the number one way, abortion. He has continually fought to undermine pro-life efforts with the whole of government approach. Number two, abortion masquerading as contraception. Biden and his party have deliberately conflated contraception with medication, abortion, and other drugs that may have an abortion-inducing effect. Number three, Biden implies God created transgenderism. Biden turned biblical phrases on their head to advance extreme gender ideology. He often implies that created in the image of God means that God created and therefore wanted them as transgender. Number four, Biden's right to privacy, his right to privacy that he referenced Republicans as trying to destroy means hiding minors' transgender transitions from their parents. Number five, the 2SLGBTQI1A plus agenda. The Washington Post said he's the most racially pro-alphabet gender president in history, end quote. The president's speech tried to hide and diminish all those things by declaring what amounts to spiritual war on those who uphold traditional morality. As Mr. Johnson pointed out, he's a nightmare for Bible-believing Christians. What could be more frightening to a Christian than knowing that agencies of his or her own government are being weaponized to come after them, and yet, here he comes. Now, as a former U.S. Marine, I have to say a few words about the backdrop of the speech and the Marine standing behind him. In addition, he brought the Marine band with him to the speech, which was clearly partisan and political. He can't just use words, i.e. lies, to say it wasn't political and thus Make it so? No, it was political. No matter what his spinmeisters say, the backdrop of the speech looked like something from Tales of the Crypt with its blood-red black lighting. Even CNN was disturbed by it and tried to clean it up for the viewers. In the blood-red background stood two U.S. Marines in dress blue uniforms. I wonder what they were thinking. Perhaps something like this. Gee, this is a great speech. We're so privileged to stand here and guard this great leader, our commander-in-chief. Perhaps they thought this, what a disgrace he is, forcing us to stand here, Semper Fidelis and all that. We are always faithful, the Praetorians, faithful to Nero. He forces us into this political nightmare after he just left several of our brothers and sisters to die in Afghanistan. He doesn't care about us. In fact, he hates us. You know what? The feeling would be mutual, but unlike him, we still have honor. Just guessing, folks. I'm just guessing, but... I speak for them because I'm one of them. President Unity, President Bring Us Together, knows he should not use Marines as stage props, but he just doesn't care. He's too busy alienating half the population and trying to incite hatred and violence against his political opponents. It's the worst 
of political reasons to use them besides sending them to die in some bureaucrat politician billionaire's war. He called more than 70 million Americans semi-fascists, so once again he uses the old Solinsky advice to accuse others of what you are doing and who you are. He probably isn't smart enough or at least not in control of his mental faculties enough to understand this, but a fascist is someone who proposes to bring the forces of government and the forces of the corporate world together until they are one in the service of government. That definition sounds just like what Biden has done with the marriage of the tech media giants and government. It reminds us of last week's episode where I talked about how the FBI killed the Hunter Biden laptop story in social media. Yes, yes, semi-fascist indeed. Was this speech then a precursor to shipping Republicans and Trump voters off to camps with Bible-believing Christians to follow? No, I don't think so, folks, because it's just too obvious for that. It was intended to take the focus of the American people in the midterm elections from inflation that is soaring food and fuel prices from third-world migrants flooding across open borders, from rampant crime waves in once great cities until you can't walk the streets your taxes paid for, from supply chain problems exacerbated by a disastrous foreign policy. Put their focus on Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans. I just hope the Republicans don't take the bait. Biden wants the national conversation and debate to be centered on MAGA Republicans and the soul of the nation rather than his wholesale destruction of a once great country. The people who run this country and who run this world for their own pleasure have made one thing very clear. Donald Trump will not be president again, even if they have to use their new woke military to drag him away. He will more than likely be investigated for a year or so, then indicted on some trumped-up no pun intended, folks. Charge brought by the very corrupt Department of Justice and evidence provided by the very corrupt FBI. The hatred for Trump existed long before January 6th. So that's just a convenient excuse perpetrated, at least initiated, by FBI plants. And that is why thousands of hours of video footage are withheld from viewing while people sit in prison without charges or without trial. Trump hatred is so bad, so extensive that they are willing to tear this country apart, its traditions, its constitutional freedoms. If that is what it takes to keep him out of office, the irony is that Trump was and is far less radical than Biden and his transgender woke hordes. In conclusion, many of the things happening in this country and the world today would not be happening if Donald Trump were president. That's my honest opinion, folks. I'm not a MAGA Republican. In fact, I'm not even a Republican. Although Biden makes me want to be one, but I simply point out the truth as I see it, the Ukraine war would probably not have happened with Trump in office because he would have listened. Thus, tens of thousands of lives, tens of billions of dollars would have been spared. The same is true for the buildup to war coming in the Indo-Pacific region with China and its allies. It's all completely unnecessary and would not have happened with Trump in office. It reminds me of an old George Carlin skit in which he said that the people who own this world, the real owners. They let you vote to make you think you have a choice, but you don't. It's like a club, and you ain't in it, he said. Finally, folks, Hitler and his minister of propaganda, Joseph Goebbels, were masters of the technique Biden and his speech writers and his inner circle used at Independence Hall. The technique is to place opponents outside the privileged group of the Nazi party. When Biden shakes his fist, on a blood-red stage and shouts MAGA Republicans in front of two Marines. It's the same thing. I'm coming for you, he's saying. 
He didn't say it, but he didn't have to because a picture is worth a thousand words. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.